Welcome back to Mediums in Action with me, Martin Lit Wilson, and my good friend and expert medium, Ian Doherty. Good morning, people. Good morning, Martin. How are you? Uh, I'm all good, thank you. All, all good. We're, we're in the spooky season now, and uh, everything's all Halloweeny. And we've got some good treats on Netflix at the moment. Uh, are, are you? Uh, did, did you watch Haunting of Bly Manor? I, uh, I, uh, I did. You know, um, I uh, persevered with it. Took a little bit to get into, but I watched it all. And uh, a couple of days afterwards, you know, spirits. You know, my uh, guides just asked me to sort of write a little bit of sum up because it was it. It is almost like when you're watching a horror film and whatever, and then people ask questions. You know, people might feel that that's what happens when you go to the spirit side. So um, I put some to uh, some together and pose some questions, getting people to uh, to uh, think. You know, is this a way a haunting works? Is this a way that works? You know what I mean? So I found it interesting, and now I'm going I'm going back and trying to re trying to rewatch the Haunted of Hill House now. Yeah, I, I think what I like about both of them, and uh, and there's no spoilers, um, or, or we'll try not to give away any spoilers, but I, I think what I liked about both of them is they approach ghosts and spirits from a, from very different angles. That's not normally seen. Um, I mean, people are saying it's the scariest thing they've ever seen and, and that sort of thing, and, and no doubt some people will find it mm-hmm. quite scary. But um, what I've always liked about the uh, the guy the showrunner who's done it he's got the same sensibilities through it where how spirit is in in the background and 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 I, and many a time as I've walked around a haunted house or whatever I, I've seen similar spirits just stood there and and when you're watching any of uh, when you're watching Haunting of Blind Manor if you look in the background there's always a character stood there or walking past and yeah. and, and it yeah. and it reminds me of when I'm walking around you know there's some of the amazing haunting play haunted places that we visited it felt very very similar in that respect yeah um, yeah yeah very very much very much but so. the um, the storytelling I thought was really good and um, and there was one particular episode in Blind Manor and uh, I'm not I can't really talk much about it but um, it was amazing it was emotional and uh, and also it, it was like talking about a historical ghost and what happened to historical ghosts and it, it, was, it was the whole thing was amazing it was, it was yeah. good in that respect and I, I think it's great when and, and and this is the problem with a lot of uh, mediums and uh, and people who are involved in paranormal. Uh, they don't like it when people approach the subject and do something different. But mm. I think it's great to see people's interpretation. Um, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, comedy acts like uh, Shirley Ghostman, uh, who <laughs> is a comedian pretending to be a medium and. Because it sends up a certain aspect. I mean, the sort of the showman aspect of, uh, of psychics, and I think it sends that up rather than the subject. Really, uh, it's about the people within the paranormal that sends up, and I, I think that's a great thing to do. Is is yeah. if you can't send yourself up, who can you send up? You know? So I always, uh, well, both of us really, we uh, we uh, we sort of put over, talk about, ask those different questions. You know, because if you can't stand up for what you uh, believe in, why are you following it? You know what I mean? If you can't mm-hmm. criticise, look into criticise is probably the wrong word. Uh, the wrong word. Um, if you can't look at it and be in a in a constructive manner, what is this? What is that? Then I just feel why the hell are you why the hell are you doing it? You know, it's blind. You know what I mean? You're just following something yeah. because people are telling you to. 
you know. Yeah, it, it is. It is being critical, and I, I, th- I think it, uh, you're absolutely right. You you have to be critical of paranormal or mediumship and um, people like Alan Kardec. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he didn't he didn't take things on face value as we, uh, as we've talked about before, and I, I think it, it's one of those things that both of us do is is that we're very critical about when we've had a, our own experiences with other people we'll, we'll try to rule them out and uh, and and it's about it's it's about you know kind of looking at, at at the whole subject and and treating it with a bit of humor i i know i remember last time and, and it's a question that stuck with me is is that somebody was saying oh i'm gonna have to move away from paranormal and and my reply was that sometimes, you know, like any subject, it, it can become all-encompassing, whether whether it's tennis or whether it's stamp collecting or whether it's something. You you can become obsessed with your hobbies and 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 the paranormal as as anything. You know, you it's it's perfectly fine to step away. And and talking of questions, I think this is a quite one of our question ep- episodes. I think we'll probably call it FAQ Spirit or something. <laughs> But I'm going to start with this question that we've been asked. Ian, t- you tell me what you think to it. It's from Kimberly, and she says, how do people see images when using their third eye or clairvoyance? Uh, how do they appear to people? Do you want to start with that one? Because I've got a few yeah. ideas on that okay, one. Okay, then, yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you, Martin. Thank you for your question, Kimberly. When you when you look at this, how the third eye clairvoyance, it's very much related to our own personal experience in life, how we how we respond to teaching, you know, how we, uh, the best way of putting over, if you sort of pull over the side of the road, you ask somebody, oh, can you, can you, can you tell me where such and such a place is? And they, and they either say, oh, yeah, you go past here, past there, past this. Do you, respond more to visual do you respond more to auditory take the second left third right traffic lights left past the white pub turn turn right how are you how are you responding to that info now the reason i'm saying this you know people who tend to read more and visualize that book as they're reading as if it's they can smell the, you know they can feel the wind, they can smell the sea air and everything, that is more likely to be of a situation where people are more are more visual in their mediumship. Most people um, have what is termed as subjective clairvoyance. That is to say, it all appears within the mind's eye. You know, it's the eidetic memory it is, where it's almost at times so clear, it's like just watching a quick film in the uh, cinema. The curtains open, then you see a little bit of image. You might get words with it, you might just see the image and then it closes depending on your own mediumistic ability you might get little flashes of a the a sort of a flash of a red car um, the flash of a wheel you might get a, a ship's wheel you might get something to do with what I, what I used to get somebody wearing crinkly tights you know and it's it's very moment it's very flashy you know it's almost it's there and it's and it is and it is gone depending on your own ability it should be in color you know some 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 people see in uh, shades of gray you know or i wouldn't say black and white it's more shades of um gray but that is to do with your own developmental process okay now um, other other people such as such as me you know and uh, and 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 others have what is termed as objective clairvoyance which is still linked to the uh, to the brain of the medium so therefore not everybody else will not everybody else even if they are a medium will be able to uh, see it and the way it was put over to me by my uh, guide is 
your the person talking to you is sending an image to your brain. It's already talking, and your brain gets that image and it seemingly throws it forward. And therefore, you're watching almost like a hologram, and you can see the person moving around. If they move their arm, then you see them raising their arm or whatever. But it's always in colour. It can be a pitch black as it is with paranormal areas. You know, you go into a big mansion, whatever, but you can still see that spirit in full colour. So that says there that they are not part of the, uh, you call it, surroundings per 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 se. Because with your physical eye, you 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 are seeing black and white. You can't see the person two or three foot from you. Yet you can see the spirit in full colour. So it has to be linked to the uh, to the your brain and with the own. Uh, development of the of the medium in question and their ability and how they sort of um, visualise or auditory the information they've given. Uh, over that's over, that's over to you, Martin. It'd, it'd be nice to hear, to hear your input on this. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you in in that respect. In in that you know that there is obviously some sort of projection happening. Um, so the information is coming to your brain, and then you. I think your brain then puts that into a format that you'll understand. Um, yeah. I, th I think I think it's one of those things where people always say, you know, your eyes can't be trusted because we, we see faces in in trees and that sort of thing. And the reason is, is that's interpretation by your brain. Now, I think, as Ian says, spirit puts the information into your brain and then that's relayed into what I think is, and Ian's mentioned this before, is is, is like a 3D experience. And, and what I mean by that is, is it could actually be auditory. It can be, you know, you, you can smells, you, you, you can. And also, as Kimberly asks about images. Now, how does these images look like? What do they look like? Now, if I said to you, if, if you're listening at home, just close your eyes now. And I want you to think of a beautiful red rose flower. Now, you can see that it's got green stalk, it's got uh, a beautiful red, and that image might only last uh, three seconds, five seconds, it might be in full colour, it might be faded, it might be very strong, and that's how the images are when you get images from spirit. And would you agree with that, Ian? Yeah, um, yeah. it is. So it, it's very similar to that. Now, What's the difference then between your imagination and also the information that you get from spirit? And how we know this is one thing that you have to be as a medium, and I think this is what makes Ian a very, very good medium, is that he is very analytical. So he remembers these uh, these symbols uh, and these experiences, and then he's able to relay that on. And, and so for myself, I, I, I'll, if I'm walking around a uh, haunted house or I'm giving a reading I'll get flashes as Ian mentions it could be a calendar with a date on there now the reason so obviously you are being told that it's a particular date for something uh, it might be a color it might be a face it might be wrinkly these are all symbol symbols that are coming through whatever you want to call it the ether the you know the the energy it's coming through, and, and it's about recognising these symbols and not casting these as being very random symbols, but actually to do with either if you're doing a spirit guide uh, session, then it could be related to do with your spirit guide. If you're do, giving a reading for somebody, then it's to do with the, those people. And it's about not overly interpreting either. 
So if you see a red rose, don't say, oh, it must be to do with love. It must be to do. Well, actually, how do you know that? Do you know that person didn't grow red roses? How do you know that a red rose wasn't placed on a coffin? It's nothing to do with love, but actually it's to do with something else. So if you do see images and you are giving a reading, try to be as clear and as honest as you can. And, and so if you do see something like a rose, you say, I can see a red rose. Does this have any symbology? I can then see this. I can see that. The interpretation is where mediums go wrong. And that's when they start suddenly going off on a track that ties in with their own psychology rather than actually what spirit's trying to tell them. Very good but, point, yeah. And what I would say, Kimberly, is uh, she, she also asks, how do they appear to people? And and again, do that experiment and, and try to think of particular things. Try to think of how a particular relation looks like if you've not seen them for a few months. Try to think of a celebrity. What do they look like? And you get this mind's eye vision. That is what you're looking for. Is you're looking for these visions. And you're also looking for how you feel yourself. Do you, know, do you feel something different? Is there aches? Is there pains? Is there feelings? Is there sensations? Whenever you're in touch with this particular person, uh, whether a spirit guide or a reading, you've just got to understand yourself. You've got to understand what you're feeling and how that interprets with when you're dealing with a particular spirit or giving a reading for somebody. Well, it's a good question, that Kimberly. Thank you very much for entering that in. Indeed, it was uh, it was uh, nice to uh, to uh, talk about it like uh, like uh, so. So, hope that's of help to people as well, Martin. Absolutely. Should we? Uh, should, do you want to ask? Um, I'll Craig. Ask, yeah. Okay, I'll ask this question to you, Martin. Bless you. This is from Craig. Thank you again, Craig, for your question. And he and he puts, I know our spirit guides are there to help us, but how fallible are they? How much? trust should you put in them or family oblique and the ancestor spirit for that matter so should we trust our guides or how far can we trust and the same goes from family who they uh, who are giving us uh, guidance advice I, I i think um thank you craig firstly for submitting that question really good question and uh, and, and and it does need uh, raising as well um the, the name spirit guide is it needs to be taken into a literal sense here because it's a guide. <laughs> it's it's not um, it's not a uh, ordnance survey map of life um, that the information that you get from spirit. It's there for guidance and advice. Um, so I w I would say that with spirit I listen to spirit I listen to the guidance that they're giving. Spirit would never say to you, quick, you need to go out and buy a scratch card. <laughs> quick, you need to put, or if I was you, you need to leave all your, you need to leave your wife and your family and, and run off. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's never like that. The guidance that no. you get from spirit is, is far more subliminal. I want to say more nurturing, more subtle guiding into an area so a subtle push into a particular area so firstly i trust my guides and i and i certainly when they've guided me or they've told me things they've been absolutely bang bang on the more that you build up your relationship with the guy the guides the more you will understand what they're telling you because again as we mentioned with kimberly 
there is interpretation. So if they show you something and you misinterpret what they're telling you, then you'll say, well, my spirit guides are they're rubbish. <laughs> um, and people do say that, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you do have to do is understand what the signs are, are giving to you. And and also as well is you, you have to step back a little bit. You, you can't say, oh, the reason why they're telling me that is because of this, this and that. Because actually they might, it, it's a whole bigger picture. I, I always remember about three years ago, my spirit guide w- w- was telling me you're going to get a get a message on November the 17th. And I thought, what? Okay, <laughs> November the 17th. So this was two weeks. I was waiting. I thought, where's this message coming from? It got to November the 17th, got to the night. And I'm thinking, well, this is, I've not had anything. No, no, no spirits come to me, nothing like that. Went to bed. I thought, this is not not a message. What's this about? (laughs) And then I realized the next day I'd had a message from a friend and a friend I'd not talked to for about three, four years. And uh, they messaged me and uh, through Facebook, just simple message. And it started a whole chain of events, which led me onto a whole new career path, sort of a year down the line. So the turning point was on November the 17th. I did get a message, and the message was, I was expecting it to be from the guides, but actually the message, what I was told to take seriously, was actually from a friend. They knew that that friend was going to come to me, give me a message, and that would change my my career and my life. So, you know, it's it's that sort of thing, is is why are they not clear? Why Why aren't they saying, you're going to get a message from this person, and this, 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 and that? And the reason is, is because we've all got, um, we're all in control of, of what we do. And it's like when you give somebody a, meet, uh, a reading, uh, a tarot reading, you say, this is going to happen, this, this, and that. They could go out and do something completely different. So I think the w- way that spirit guides work with you is it's about nurturing and moving you into a particular area or guiding you. As I say, guide is, you know, it's not fixed in stone, but it's there to help you along. How do you feel about it? No, I, I, I would, uh, I would have said very, very much along the lines of uh, of yourself, Martin. Particularly in building up a rapport, I always refer to my guys as friends because that is, that is what they are to me. You know, William, uh, you know, he, uh, I'll ask him a question. He will, he will give me an answer, or he would say, you know, where, uh, oh, by the way, on your, on your upcoming, you call it exam, you need to study this, 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 and this, and that's what comes up. You know, so they can so they can help us in that manner. But you know, it's got it's a two way street. You know, you've got to be able to build up that trust in order to fully understand how that personality of your spirit guide is. Get to know them as much as as much as you can. And then I would say here that that gives you more understanding of how they're giving that uh, guidance. So um, yeah, I think it's a very a, a very good question, very good answer, Martin. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, let's move into this next question. And both Kimberly and Craig did um, also provide follow up questions. Yeah. Um, firstly, can an ancestor be your spirit guide? And secondly, can you put your trust in family or ancestral spirits for that matter? Now, I think this is where we kind of differ a little bit about <laughs> about about the whole ancestors and, and spirit guides, because I think. 
I think you don't believe or, or you, you're not convinced that ancestors can be your spirit guide. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I would, I would, I would say, yeah, this is where I feel there's, uh, there is, there is, there's confusion in understanding, you know, but it have always uh, mentioned, you know, when I've asked questions and all of this and, you know, it's, 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 Put over that we have, for instance, our our grandparents, our parents, ourselves, and our children. We're all in that sort of a group entity. You know, we're all there to experience one one with the other and close and close friends in our in our life. So when we have, say, our our grandmother coming back and saying, "Oh, you need to do this, you need to do that," yes, it's yet it's their point of view, and I always find that. When people's family members come through to me in order to, to relay an information to the person having the reading, it's always what they would have done. You know, for instance, if somebody's having what you call it problems financially, then you then you could get Uncle Albert, who was very very good in business, who would give you guidance from his point of view. Think of this, think of that, think of this. Never do they say you must. It's think of this, think of that. Perhaps do this. You know, so. It'll be from their point of view, you know, so uh, on how they would have handled things or importantly, how they said, I handled it this way. It didn't work. I would advise you to do it different, you know, but it's from it's from there. But it's more of it's more of a helping, you know, um, I don't feel that, you know, like guides, for instance, for my sort of under under understanding. And if you believe that we've lived more than one physical life then we can we can have the same guide over three or four of our lifetimes you know so that guide is already in is 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 already in place so that is one of the meeting facts which i feel that um family uh, you know isn't our guides yeah i i think there's two there's two separate things here is firstly yeah my beliefs are is firstly as same as ian's is that family aren't spirit guides so if somebody you know let's say grandparents or great-grandparent who's passed they're not going to become your spirit guide because you were alive at the same time yep. and also i i don't feel that grandparents or or people who have a very close emotional connection are going to be your spirit guides because it just it just wouldn't make sense because there is a lot of emotional baggage there's family baggage it doesn't it's got to be slightly it's got to be separated that's how I feel. I, I, and it's got to be separated so that there isn't a connection there yeah. in that respect. However, one thing I do believe is I do believe that your ancestors are around you or, or do come to you. I don't feel, feel that they are as persistent as spirit. Where uh, So with spirit guides, I believe that they are they're very, very close to you. Them, I'd say, you know, sort of 95% of the time they're around you all, you know, practically all the time. Anytime I can meditate and I know I can connect with my with my spirit guide, you know, I, I know that I can I can suddenly talk to Joseph and, and he'll be there. I know that I can sit in a church and I can and bang and I know he's there. I can sit, um, you know, I can I can sit in um, a children's play area while my kids are playing and think oh my god i can't stand the noise but just calm myself down and i'm connected to my spirit guide and i can talk to him which is great yeah. <laughs> um, but with ancestors i do feel it's a bit more than that it's more about of a sort of a sort of a connection that you have to work harder at it's not something that ancestors are around you all the time it's 
I think I think there is a there is a tie there, and and it's probably DNA orientated. It's probably some universal tie that we connect in with that ancestor. Um, so, and when I mean ancestor, I'm talking generations. I'm talking probably hundreds of years ago where we can connect with that person. And and there's some there's ways and means of doing it, where you know kind of meditation, constant meditation, see what comes through. You can't control who comes through. So if you know a great 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 granddad from 1700s, the chances are that you're not going to bring them through, but you might bring through something else that um, that you can you know communicate with. So I, I do believe the ancestors are there to help you, and I do believe that they can be called on and. My my reasoning for this, before everybody says, well, you can't just say yes, they're there. My reasoning is 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 every single civilization and every uh, belief system is very ancestral uh, orientated from shamans, you know, from from African traditions. You've got all these traditions that do work with ancestors, and uh, and I've worked with my own ancestors as well through meditation through more spiritism rather than spiritualism so that so that's setting up kind of a, a table like a uh, not an altar but like a you know an area dedicated to my ancestors and, uh, and and i've asked them for help or i've communicated with them and i've had some great results from them and and then i've kind of researched and that's why i a couple of years ago i did my dna because i was intrigued because i kept getting this sort of scandinavian and uh, not scandinavian so sort of baltic state sort of person coming into my life and i, and I think somehow they are connected ancestral uh, from an ancestor perspective but i would say trust them but just to firm up yeah you can trust them but as i say use the term guide not not fixed advice uh, with anything that you deal with, or a spirit guide or ancestor, is it's advice to help you see a bigger picture on the world around you. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, Marion asks uh, a question. Do family members who have passed over visit in times of illness as well as the time for us to depart from this life? I'll let you answer this one. Thank you, Martin. Um, the answer is uh, yes. Now, the reason I'm saying I'm saying this is that our our loved ones have a vested interest, a continued interest, and that is one of the evidential factors of the survival of physical death. You know how we can tell that we do survive after what is termed as brain death. You know, so spirit come spirit come round because they want to help. That is at times people might be drawn to a medium, or I think they need a reading, psychic reading on one of the phone lines, or whatever you know and it sort of comes it sort of comes over that people you know your loved ones want to uh, want to help now it's not just illness it's when there's when there's difficulties in the family if there's if there are what you call it squabbles uh, breakups you know between brothers are falling out or sisters are falling out or cousins you know and spirit you know your loved ones want to want want to have that fixed you know or would like you to think well okay try 
talk to them. If it doesn't work, at least you can say you've tried. You know, so yes, they yes they do draw a draw the around. And one of the things uh, I used to be asked to go and visit people's houses because they got stuff going on, and more often than not, it turned out because they were arguing either over money or children, whatever, and that was causing all this all this hassle, not from their own energy, but from their loved ones making such a such a noise or a racket that they would then call a medium to come round and they can then say, oh, can you tell them that they've got to talk to Uncle, talk to their Uncle Frank or they've got to do this. They've got to stop falling out with Betty. You know, there's all of there's there's all of that. So yes, they do come round. That is what is what 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 is your take on that, Martin? Yeah, absolutely. I I think I think whenever we need that, and I think it can be an illness in um, in all its forms. So often yeah. people will say, and and it'll get discouraging. We've talked about this, so I'll be very brief. But um, I, I I think it's it's like when people are suffering from a, a mental capacity, if they are struggling mentally, and and often they might have experiences, paranormal experiences, and 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 again, I think. A lot of that is is related to spirit trying to help, trying to guide, and so I, I always feel that you know certainly certainly there's been times when I've been having my migraines and and I, I have been aware of uh, of, of a certain family member being there, my grandma, and I think it's interesting. I, I sense her because she was very nurturing. She was a nurse as well, so I think yeah. she. It's it's almost like um, something like Pokemon or something. The be- the best <laughs> the best spirit guide appears for the best job, which is true. You know, Uncle Albert appearing for the financial stuff, and my grandma Lily appearing when when I had bad migraines. So, so I certainly think that. And um, and and we also discussed as well last time that that myself, Andy, and I both experienced where or have experiences or knowledge of of when it's time for us to depart, that family members have been seen. And uh, there's a number of good books that have just come out now. So if anybody's looking for things for Christmas, there are some good books that have just come out talking about uh, experiences of near death and um, and what happens, which is interesting. Um, again, it's an interesting aspect and uh, about it. But yes, family members do come uh, in illness, in times of trouble, and also when we're ready to depart the physical life. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Marion, thank you for your question. The last question, uh, Martin, is from Shannon. How can you tell the difference between having psychic abilities uh, to self-made beliefs abilities? I think that's along the lines of, is it me? Is it is it uh, is it is, is it them? And uh, you know, I think it's a good I think it's a good question for you, Martin. In all honesty. Yeah, I, I thank you, thank you, Shannon, for sending that in. And 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 it's the biggest question that anybody on a spiritual journey always has is is I don't know, it's just me. And it's interesting, I, I I had a friend who went on a, I think it's called a Kakawa ceremony. She, she went along to this uh, ceremony with other women celebrating the feminine energies. She went there, they drank this sacred Kakawa mix, which is basically chocolate, hot chocolate. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm really doing a, a very disservice here, but it's not. It's a beautiful spiritual ceremony, and it's a great way of women connecting together. And when uh, she came away, and she said, um, I didn't feel anything. She said, she said, all these women were 
saying, oh my God, I felt so amazing afterwards and I felt so good. And she said, was it them having their own experiences? And actually there wasn't any experience happening. And it's interesting, actually. She suddenly realised that, and, and this is like two years down the line, that what happened is nothing happened at that ceremony for her. Nothing. She came away and thought, God, you know, this is, you know, maybe this is nonsense. But since then, and I had a good Skype with her a couple of weeks ago, and it turns out that since then, there's been a pathway of change all the way through, uh, through her life. And subliminally, and she wasn't aware of this until I, I raised this when we went back through, but now she's got promotion. Now she's in a relationship that she's happy with. She she not only finished one relationship, that a long-term relationship, she finished it and was able to move on. She moved on from a job that, again, she was struggling with, that she was working long hours, wasn't being paid enough, and now she's in a better job. She's now got a promotion. And I said, well, if you look through this and look through the last two years, that ceremony didn't work at that time, but it certainly worked on a mental capacity and, and, and drove you forward. And it drove you subliminally. It drove you forward to make the changes in your life. Now, how does that compare with our psychic abilities real, our mediumship abilities real? And, and it's a question of, like my friend, she did not take notice of what changes were happening in her life. She was not aware of what was happening around her. A good way of, of certainly, I always say, is when you start doing mediumship, is get get a journal, get a diary, and every time you experience something, write something down. If you notice something, write it down. And it, you know, there's no point in reviewing every week or every day and and, and going through, but go back every two months, have a look through, and suddenly you will start to see a pattern. You'll start to see a build-up and. And that's where you you will get your evidence and that's where you will get your confidence that actually there is something in this. There, there's something here. There's something far beyond just imagination happening. There's something else. So when you're doing your spirit guide works, when you're giving readings or whenever you're meditating, write down your experiences and keep returning over and over to them. And that's the best way because that's where you'll get your evidence. And it'll be proven to you, believe me. You'll be amazed at what kind of experiences you're having. So that's the difference, I think. I mean, do you want to add anything to that as no, well? No, I, I, I think that's very, very good guidance, that, Martin. I uh, I don't need to add anything. You know, you've answered that very, very well. Thank you. And thank you, Shannon, for your uh, question. Um, yeah, very, 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 very good. Some nice uh, questions there, Martin, overall. Yeah, I, I love doing these questions and um, because the, the questions are often... From a play, uh, well, they're, they're from a place that you know, from general, uh, from somebody being very inquisitive, and from experiences as well, and also as well, it's it's often questions that you don't realise you've got to answer as a tutor. Um, do you yeah. know, so you, so you know, we you, we might as we're creating a course, um, you might not think, well, do we have to mention about family members passing over, or do we have to mention how fallible our spirit guides are, which is a great question, Craig. Um, and, and it's that sort of aspect which I really enjoy doing these questions. So if you do have questions, please email them in and we will uh, ask them. We're going to start doing at least uh, one uh, questions, uh, your questions uh, session uh, 
uh, every month um, and, and separate it away from our regular podcast. But uh, great, uh, great question session again, Ian. Yes, yes, Martin, it is. And like I say, it, it reinforces our own under, under understanding and at times it can push us into, oh, I didn't uh, realise that. Or, you know, and it gets us to look because both of us will go and think, oh, I'll just check up on that. I'll ask my guide and I'll work with it. And we, uh, and we, uh, and we get better at the questions because we're, we're, we're enhancing our own knowledge. So these are very, very sort of... Um, uh, the question sessions are of uh, import to you asking the questions as it is to Martin and I, you know, so thank you. Yeah, and, and we've had some great uh, response as well from people listening as well who've uh, enjoyed the questions and and, it, and it's answered, no doubt answered some of their questions as well. So, well, thank you very much, everybody. And you. Uh, if you can, as I say, if you want to uh, drop us some questions, you can email us uh, through our website or you can... Uh, contact us through our Facebook page um, and as I say send in your questions, don't be afraid um, we're happy to go through other que questions that maybe have been asked before but you want us to give us a bit more clear uh, give a, a clearer question we're very happy to revisit questions uh, so please send them in and uh, thank you very much Ian, this has been a, a great yeah. podcast again Thank you too Martin, bless you